Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're just tuning in. Tom Brady made it official this morning. He is retiring from football. He made an announcement on Instagram moments ago. Dan McLaughlin, Randy Carricker, we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and our friend, the Hall of Famer, the greatest defensive shortstop ever. We had the discussion during the break, the greatest defensive player ever. Ozzie Smith joins us. Oz, good to have you with us. How are you doing this morning? All right. How are you guys doing this morning? Everything's good. We're doing uh, a Mount Rushmore, a player from every sport. And I don't want to put you on the spot here and make you give me a, a player from every sport. But if you're going to start your Mount Rushmore with your MLB guy, who's your number one major league player ever? Major league baseball player ever? Um, okay, from a defensive standpoint? Overall. Overall, um, well, you know, I, I, I guess being here in St. Louis, I'd have to, I'd have to start things with Bob Gibson um, as my as my first pick. Um, you know, I, I think that you know we think of Bob as as a as a great pitcher, but Bob was a pretty good athlete. So, uh, I, from a baseball standpoint, I'd start with Gibson. I love that one. I, I'm curious, Ozzy. I've we were talking during the break, as Randy said. I said, "Man, you could make a case that Ozzy's the best defensive player that played this game. He's certainly the best defensive shortstop." I am curious, though, whether when you were growing up or when you were playing and you're watching on the other side, or when you watch now, who do you like to watch play defense? Is there somebody, whether it's at short or not, but you sit there and go, "Yeah." I'd I'd take my money. I'd I'd go pay and and watch that guy play defense. Well, you know what? I've said this uh, many times, and I think that uh, personally, for for me anyway, there's it's it's something to be said about a guy who can stabilize a, a a defense. And I think the San Francisco Giants became a much better team once Brendan Crawford started playing shortstop. Now he's not flashy and everything, but he makes the routine play. And uh, he's become a much better offensive player as well, you know. So from a reliable standpoint, somebody who you know that 99.9% of the time is going to be able to make that routine play, I would go with Brandon Crawford. Ozzie Smith with us on 101 ESPN. And Ozzie's going to have his Ozzie and Friends Gala coming up at Ballpark Village on the 17th. And Oz, I know that there's still celebration sponsorships available as you bring together the greatest defensive infield of all time with yourself, Ken Oberfeld, Tom Herr, and Keith Hernandez. Yes, uh, February 17th and at Ballpark Village, as you mentioned. And, you know, we've been talking about doing this for a long time. And um, we finally got to a point to where uh, we said that, you know, it's it's time to do it because tomorrow's not promised to you. So uh, we're all getting older and stuff. So 
Uh, we're going to try and do it this year. Uh, we also added uh, Jim Cott as well. You oh, know, cool. Who awesome. would be considered, who would also be considered a, an infielder as well with 16 gold gloves. So there'll be a lot of lot of go, uh, gold floating around on the 7th of <laughs> February down at Ballpark Village. Hey, Ozzy, people that uh, came along in the mid-'80s and would get out to the ballpark early to watch you practice your infield, they know what you did. But mm-hmm. And I've never asked you this. What was it like when you and Keith Hernandez were on the same team? Did you guys practice infield together pregame? No, I think we both had our own different routine. Um, but, you know, I, I think we're all kind of unique in the way that we, we, we go about preparing for a game and, and stuff. I know that after Keith got done with his work, he was a he was a puzzle. He was a puzzle guy too, you know. So he spent a lot of time in there doing his puzzles after he finished working out. And uh, I I just tried to you know get away mentally and get to myself, you know. So we all had our routines and the things that we did. But uh, we take infield back in the day we 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 took infield right up until game time you know so it was very important for us to all get together and and work together as a unit and i think that that was part of what made us as good as we were you know because we did practice together and and worked as one unit it's going to be a great night on the 17th down at ballpark village uh, i'm i'm curious ozzy what did it mean to you to see tommy get the red jacket keith especially Keith with everything that he went through here in town and, and it became, you know, the Mets and the Cardinals and he's a face of that franchise of the Mets, but he gets a red jacket and then Jim Cott going into Cooperstown. So what did it mean to see those guys get those accolades? It was special. And I th- think it was uh, very well deserved by all those guys and um, probably a little later than, uh, than it should have been, but uh, they are very, very deserving and they've, all been a big part of the success of this organization through the years, you know. So I was happy to see all those guys uh, get that red jacket. The Wizard, Ozzy Smith, with us on 101 ESPN. The National Hall of Fame had the vote last week. Big Poppy, the only guy to go in. Ozzy, you know the vibe of Hall of Famers. You're there every year. You're, you're heavily involved. What's the vibe about guys like Bonds and Clemens who now come off of the ballot? Well, you know, I think that they they were getting closer and closer, and I think they both were right around 65 to 68% this time. So I don't think that it's totally uh, – the opportunity is totally closed because we do have the ERA committee now, and I don't know exactly how guys are, are going to feel. With the pandemic and stuff, it's been hard to get together with guys to be able to get a true feel of what everybody's thinking. But before the pandemic, I – I know that uh, it, it was one of those things where people felt that anybody that was associated with, with steroids were um, were not would not make the Hall of Fame. But you know things change and they change very quickly. And as I said, you know those numbers were starting to creep up a little bit. I think they just ran out of time as far as the ballot is concerned. And Oz, you are on one of those committees. Is it the current mm-hmm. player committee that, that you were on the today's game committee, right? What, what's that yeah, like? What ha- well, what they do is they, they rotate, you know, and a, a couple of the first ones that I was on, Randy, uh, I didn't know anything about, especially the executives. And so what they've tried to do now when you're picked to be on one of those committees, they try and uh, pick people who, who, um, who had the opportunity to play against guys and new guys personally. So a lot of times when we sit on those committees, we're relying 
on the knowledge of people who have played with them and the historians that are also brought on to the group to explain to us because the numbers don't always tell the story. So it's, it's nice to have historians a part of the group who can fill you in and give you more information on the people who are on the ballot. I'm really curious your thoughts on Scott Rowland. Now, again, you could talk about Rowland maybe being the the best defensive third baseman, uh, certainly of his era. I don't know. Brooks Robinson obviously is going to get a lot of talk there. But there's only – Ozzy, this is kind of crazy. There's only 17 third basemen in the Hall of Fame, and seven were elected by special committee. And it looks like Scotty is headed to the Hall of Fame, and I'm just curious when you watched him play, what you took away specifically in watching his defense. Well, he's one of those special players, and I think we've been very fortunate here to have seen some great third basemen, starting with Kenny Reitz on to Oberfell and Terry Pendleton, and now uh, Scott Rowland and now Nolan Arenado. You know, so you, you, we've gotten a chance, we've gotten kind of spoiled at watching the game's best do what they do. And, um, you know, I, I think Scotty certainly fits into that category of one of the best defensive third basemen to ever play the game. Uh, you know, when I think of that position, of course, you can't leave out Mike Schmidt, right? who was also a great one and, and stuff. And Scotty fits right into that class. And Oz, you retired 25 years ago, 20, it'll be 26 this year. And there might be younger people driving around that aren't aware of what Terry Pendleton did for you when he came up in 19, uh, uh, 1984. Can you tell people how he helped you defensively? Well, I mean, any time that you have uh, a fielder who can, uh, on the left side there, who can move to his left, your your strength is to your to your left, so it allowed me now because he could move. So he was so good at going to his right. Uh, it it allowed us all to be able to play a little bit more up the middle and 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 stuff. So when you have a player that has the ability like that, it makes it so much easier on the rest of the the defense. So uh, a player like Terry, who also had the ability to uh run with his with his back to the infield and catch the ball over his shoulder probably as good as any of the guys that we've uh we've mentioned i i think that that's that's if i had to pick a point where terry was probably stronger it was certainly being being able to go and catch the ball over his shoulder with his back to the infield he he made an art form out of that. It was unbelievable watching him do that down that left field line. Ozzy Smith is our guest, the great uh, Hall of Famer. I want to go back to Keith Hernandez for a moment, if we can, Oz. What made him so spectacular as a first baseman? Was it his ability on the bunt plays, his soft hands, defensively how he did things, how he held a runner? What was it that really made him a an elite, if not the best defensive first baseman ever? You named them all, you know. When any time that you can have a first baseman, and when you look around today, very few first basemen charge the ball and throw to another base. Uh, Keith had the ability and was uh, not afraid to throw to another base, and it takes the pitcher completely out of the play. He could feel the ball from first base all the way to the third base line, and so our plays were designed with him being able to charge and, and the innate ability to know when the guy was going to lay it down or when he was going to he was going to bunt it. So we force people into certain situations when you can have a first baseman 
who had the ability to come all the way to the third base line. Now you take the pressure off of the third baseman, especially if there's a man on first and second, and you're trying to get that play, at, that force play at third base. He was a, he was the best at that, and he had great hands. His baseball IQ was outstanding at knowing when to stay and when to come off the bag. He saves, he saved us so much over there at first base on bad throws. Um, and it was just a treat. It's a treat to be able to play with somebody where if I dive, and I did a lot of diving, I just get up and just throw the ball in that direction, knowing or playing with the confidence that he was going to be able to make a play. Hey, Oz, one more thing for me. And Ozzie Smith is bringing that 1982 infield plus Jim Cott. Whitey Herzog, Joe Buck will be the MC, and they're coming to town on February 17th at Ballpark Village. And you can be a celebration sponsored by going to ozzieandfriends.com. Uh, you heard us at, at the beginning of this uh, talking about Tom Brady retiring. Uh, you played 19 years in Major League Baseball. He played 22 in the NFL. From your perspective, after you retired in 1996, did it take some time to come to grips with the fact that you weren't going to spring training in 1997? What's it like for somebody who plays as long as you played to just stop cold turkey? Well, you know what? I don't think that you ever really just stop cold turkey. I think this is something that's probably been building for quite a while. The realization um, the realization is when you finally have to say, you know what, that's it, making that decision for everybody because there's always that speculation when you play as long as Tom has played and as consistent and as great as he has played, uh, you get to 21, 22 years, then there is a lot of speculation as to whether or not uh, you're going to call it quits. But, you know, I think Tom is smart enough to be able to get out um, – at the right time and this seems to be the right time for him although we look at him now and say you know what he could probably play another two or three years um but i think that he he wants to be able to enjoy his life a little bit now and he's still young enough to do that and uh, i think his knees and everything are still pretty good you Mm -hmm. know so uh i i think this this might be the right time for him and here again i think he's probably gotten so much pressure from people wondering whether or not he was going to retire. And, and you listen to people now, and people don't want to see him go. You know, they want to see him go to, I don't know, I guess maybe 50. <laughs> right. <laughs> which, he, which he probably could. But, you know, there comes a time in your life. And I, I think that he, as a football player, probably has gotten tired of all of the hits, although he's not been hit as much as Joe Burrow's been hit um, uh, as far as the contact and stuff is concerned. But, you know, I think that he's reached a point in time in his life where I don't think he has anything else to prove. I think he's proven that he's it, it, one, if not the greatest, to ever play the position. And it's been fun watching. Hey, Ozzy, uh, <clears throat> I want to wrap it up with this. Um, and again, it's the 17th Ballpark Village. You become a sponsor. But you have done so much to help veterans and kids through the game of golf. And maybe you can describe where this money goes that you're raising uh, coming up on the 17th. It's a fun night to talk baseball. But uh, more importantly, you're raising a lot of money for some great causes, too. Yeah, well, this, you know, of course, is PJ Reach is my, is my cause. And, and uh, we started out with the kids, and now uh, our third pillar has been the veterans and stuff, which has been very rewarding for me because it's given them their lives back. And we're getting ready to start our capital campaign to hopefully build a 
nine, a whole multi-recreational facility right across from Herbert Hoover's Boys Club, which we are partnered with. Um, and, you know, give these kids an opportunity and expose them to the game and the business of golf and, and hopefully uh, create some, some, some great citizens who will, who will, will come back and, and give back to, to a community in which they grew up. Hey, Oz, uh, it's going to snow tomorrow. Apparently, we're going to get like six to ten inches of snow. I've been told that if we do get snowed in, that you have the ability just to go downstairs and work on your golf game. Fact or fiction? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a fact. That's a fact. Randy and I will be over for lunch. (laughs) Okay. You guys want some soup and tuna or what what do you like? Yeah, that's the winter thing, right? Yeah, whatever you got. We're not not picky, Oz. We'll we'll just be over. As long as it's Warm, okay. we can swing a club. That's, we're fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> hey, we always All love. Right. Yeah, always love talking to you, Oz. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Oz. See you later. Always a pleasure. Uh, Ozzy Smith. Uh, I, I talked to somebody who put a simulator down in the basement. Why not? Yeah. It's, uh, hey, it's, you got to work on the game year round, and if you're going to get snowed in, that's the thing to have. He's uh, as passionate about golf now. Can I say as passionate as baseball? I think Probably you can. I think not. you can. Close. He's, he's there practicing every day. I mean, it is yeah, close. Working. Yeah. Ozzy's the best, isn't he? He's fantastic. Love, he's great. Love talking to him. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.